This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Diets are abundant. They're all claiming overnight or long-term success. But the truth is that most of us find ourselves geared up during a diet, but at a loss as to what to do after it's over. Here with some advice for this common quandary is Maureen Franklin. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Maureen. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy your perspective. (laughs) You always have some very, very valuable tips for us. Thanks. So during the course, you know, when, you know, losing weight clearly is the greatest challenge, uh, especially if you've got a lot of pounds to lose. Mm -hmm. But the common dilemma is, you know, what do you do when the diet's over? And obviously that the whole notion of successfully maintaining Maintaining your weight is really a challenge for many, many, many people. Yes, definitely. So you've looked into a certain registry. It's called the National Weight Control Registry. Yes. Tell us about it, and what does it have to teach us? Well, it's a great thing I think a lot of people don't know about. You can actually join this registry. They do surveys. They do questionnaires, and they are looking at what successes have people had and how have they, how have they had those successes in terms of maintaining their weight. Um, they've looked at, oh, they've checked over 10,000 individuals, all right? They look at behavioral. They look at psychological as well as what you're doing as far as your nutrition how, how activity do they get, level. How do they gather this information? Um, people join, so people can join, and then they do the surveys in terms so of it. So they're asking people through, like, how did you do this? What 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 are you doing? So we can get that perspective. Because I think I like this because I think all too often it's negative and we're all like, yeah, everyone loses weight, but then you're going to gain it back. So then people go, oh, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't be really trying. But Why this is, yeah, this is showing that people are actually doing it. So it's something positive instead of all the negative that we hear that, wow, there are people out there doing it. Um, and it's a really interesting site because you can go in there and people offer tips to each other. Um, and it's free. I mean, it's just something you can join in terms of it. And that's an online site. It's an online site. Yep. So you can not only join it, but you could also learn from it. You definitely so let's can. Talk Talk a little bit about what you found the, the successful people have done okay. to keep. And on average, what are we talking about in terms of weight loss for these um, people? On an average, members have lost an average of 66 pounds and have kept it off for five and a half years. That's for, pretty significant. That's pretty significant. 45% lost it on their own. 55% lost it with the help of a program. So again, it, you've got to find out what works for you. And I think that's the individual part that's so important. 98% reported that they modified their food intake in some way to lose the weight. And then 94%, big figure, increased their physical activity. So those are two very important very facts. Very important facts. That you really do, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. You have to, <laughs> right. you have to, you have to do something with your food intake, obviously. Right. And, and exercise. And exercise. So, so those are two very important Factors, but ones that you would be predicting would yes, be the case. Yes. So, were, were there any tidbits or any? Yeah, there were some great ones. Um, you know, one of the important ones I liked was seventy-eight percent of the people ate breakfast every day. So, when I look at that, I think, oh, that's something we, you know, we promote as dietitians, and people think, well, I don't really like breakfast. But think about it. if you start your day with something, your focus, you've had, even if it's a quick you know, piece of fruit and some yogurt or a piece of toast with peanut butter or something. You've had something. It, it's something to get you started, get your metabolism going in terms of it. I think what happens when people don't eat breakfast, I see people then start snacking. And then the mindset is, well, I really didn't have anything. I didn't have any breakfast and I'm getting a little hungry. Once that hunger starts, I think that's an issue. So I think that's a really important key. 75% of the um, people in this, uh, their weight control registry survey weigh themselves once a week. So again, to me, a baseline. You don't have to do it every day. Some people like to do it every day. 
that again, individual, but you have a baseline. You check yourself. If you want to weigh on a Monday, you weigh every Monday. If you want to weigh every Wednesday. But they are judging. They are, there's an accountability factor, I think, there. Um, you know, some people don't have to write it down. It's just in their mind. 62% less, um, I mean, watch less than 10 hours of TV. That's, so that's a significant thing. That's a very significant yes. finding, actually, something mm -hmm. you really do want to pay attention right. to. So when you think so of that. So you're less sedentary. You're less sedentary. And what are you less prone to? Watching TV commercials. I remember my husband, um, he had a procedure, so he had to sit there and watch TV. And he's like, I've never seen so many food commercials. So again, when you're thinking of that, you're not sitting there going, oh, that looks good. Maybe I'll have a snack. Not even thinking, am I so really, truly? So it's subliminally really, really so we stoking, get into that, that stoking. late night snacking. Also, I, it strikes me, and this is something we've talked about before and other people have talked about, is this notion of mindful eating. Definitely. It seems to me if you're watching TV or you're into something that's kind of grabbing your attention, you're much less likely to pay attention to what it is you're eating. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you may also pay less attention to whether you're full. That's right. Definitely. So you're you're kind of distracted. Yes. And yes. then you just tend to maybe eat, 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 and eat, just eat, keep eat. shoveling right. in. Right. Yeah, because a lot of times what um what people do is they get it, I call it like their little zone. They're in their little favorite chair, they're in their little comfort zone, they're watching TV, they are not focusing on what they're eating. It's like, oh yeah, I think I'm hungry. Oh yeah, someone else is having popcorn. Give me some popcorn. Again, no idea in terms of did I chew it? Did I taste it? Did I really need it? Was I really hungry in terms of it? Um, another idea in, in terms of what they've done is 90% of the people average an exor um, exercise about an hour a week. Most through walking. You mean an hour a day. I mean an average an, an hour a day. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so they've done it through mostly through walking. So it doesn't have to be joining a gym. It doesn't have to be, you know, doing a spin class. It can be just something basic. We all can get a pair of sneakers. We can walk here. You can walk at work. You can walk after work. We can walk. And make yourself, you know, have more opportunities to walk that you might not consider. Like maybe don't park right next to the store. Right. If you have a big parking lot, you can walk a little bit. Right. Yeah. And and I think if, if this is, I think this is true in, in other conversations I've had with actually exercise physiologists. It isn't necessarily sustained, um, cont continuous exercise that is, that is as important as just Throughout the day, throughout having the day. bursts of energy mm -hmm. and exercise that right. you can feel like you are moving. So keeping moving is right. really important. And that I think that's sometimes people think, well, I can't. I don't have an hour, but do you have 15 minutes here? Just like you're saying, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes here. Can I take a 20-minute, you know, lunch lunch break instead? Or climb the stairs climb rather the stairs, than taking the taking elevators. the elevator. Right, definitely. So these are all easy things: breakfast, decreased TV trying to weigh yourself, and increasing your physical activity. And this is where the people have seen the good results in keeping the weight off. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm Linda Cohen along with registered dietitian nutritionist Maureen Franklin. We're talking about what to do when the diet is over. Now, that whole word diet is a problem. It and is. I know you have a philosophy <laughs> on this, and I've thought this throughout my life, that the whole concept of being on a diet sets up all kinds of psychological issues yes. for people. Yes, because when people say, I'm on a diet, they tend to think deprivation, I'm going to be on this for a limited period of time, I'm going to lose weight, maybe make the doctor happy, do what I need to do, then I'll go back. I'll go back to the way I'm eating. When we think of that, we are setting ourselves up for, oh, I can't have this or I shouldn't have that. Where if you think of it in terms of long-term lifestyle changes, I need to lose some weight, be realistic about 
setting a goal in terms of that. Look at what you're doing. Do you eat, just like we were talking about, do you eat in front of the TV? Do something and saying every time I'm having a snack, let's eat at the kitchen table. And in addition to that, when you're, the whole notion of being on a diet versus off, off the diet, diet mm-hmm. is part of the problem, too. That's right. That somehow, even if you have a positive attitude toward the diet, mm-hmm. now that you're off the diet, you tend to slip back into right. perhaps less focused eating yes. habits. Mm-hmm. And, and less that's aware. the key. It's focus, that in terms of what do you want to focus for you and your own individual lifestyle and your own individual needs in terms of that. Everyone's on a diet. We all have to be on a diet to eat. It's But we use that in terms of that that whole focus and thought is oh, diet. Oh, yeah, I got to go on a diet. Nope, we need to look, we need to start changing that as much as we can because it's important. Also, it's really important to make sure that the goals that you have are maybe, you know, clearly thought out, realistic, maybe not too vague, mm-hmm. you know, focused goals, as I said, but right. also maybe not too strict. Definitely. Because again, you have to, are you doing it because you read it on an online article or someone had, somebody else had success with that? You have to do goals that are going to be specific to work for you. It's something as easy as if you're a a night person, but you're telling yourself to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go for a walk. Is that realistic for you? That's not. It's hard to to sustain. Yeah. You need to look and say, I'm a night person, so I'm going to do an evening walk. That's what you have to look at. What goal is going to work for you that's realistic? And that you can actually do. Don't set yourself up. So how about things, for example, like people are talking about drinking a lot of water or enough water. How important is that in terms of maintaining your weight? Well, there's different thoughts and views on it. I think it's an important thing because I think sometimes people tend to think that they might be hungry, then they might just actually be thirsty in terms of it. A glass of water is something that it will make you get up from that chair, go to the kitchen sink, get the glass of water, and then maybe you have time to actually think, maybe I'm not really hungry for a snack. Maybe I was just thirsty. This is all I need. But it gives you that break. I think that's what. So I think water is very important. How about some just common sense things like, would you recommend not keeping kind of um, fattening foods in the house, for example? Does that help people in terms of their, you know, their shopping habits, for oh, example? Oh, I think so because, again, sometimes people have certain things in the house, and when you know, I would do like an interview with them, I'd say, who are you buying them for? And then they would think about it. No one else in the house might want them. They're buying them for themselves. So if you're the one and you know where those cookies are that you like, they're there. Where if you want cookies, go out, buy yourself a cookie, bring a cookie home, enjoy the cookie. So that really can make a big difference. difference. How about things like shopping, food shopping when you're hungry? Again, does that make a difference? I know these sound like kind of... It sounds basic, but it's stuff we need to think about. If you're running in after work and you haven't had lunch, you're going to be the person that's going to grab that thing because it looks good. And then, oh, I'd like this, and I'd like a little thing of snacks. I think it's very, very important. And go with a list. I know that sounds basic too, but go with your list because then you'll be prepared. You won't be susceptible to all those things that are on the aisles and all the wonderful looking cookies and cakes and candies that are out there. What's your philosophy also on this idea of grazing versus three square meals a day? I know I've heard different philosophies and clearly when you're on a diet everything's regimented so you're following a particular meal plan but then when it's over you're kind of left to your own devices. What makes sense in terms of how to approach when to eat? Well I think I tend to like, if, if again, you have to look at each individual, but if you are the person that you like small little meals and that tends to be satisfying for you, I think that's good. I don't like the concept that I can never have a snack. And I think people think, oh, I should never have a snack. If you like snacks, put them in. 
I personally like a mid-afternoon snack. It helps me get to the evening, you know. But that's definitely a personal thing. But you do have to be careful because the grazing means that you're not actually thinking of it. And, again, when we go back so to those mindful, goals, mindful. mindful eating, set an approximate time. Like I'm going to have my snack time between 1 and 2, not like, oh, I'll have it whenever. Again, you want to be mindful that you're hungry. You want to be mindful that you're eating that snack because you actually are hungry and you want a snack. And so it some fits degree in. of structure really is important. Structure is important. So this idea of diet, you're structured, off diet, you're not, really can't work. Right. It's because you're like setting you have, yourself up. That's it's not it. like you have to be terribly rigid. No. Mm -mm. But right. you need to have some sense of structure. Right. And, and how you approach food. Yes. Is having a buddy important? I think having a buddy is very important. Probably a lot in terms of physical activity that you can get someone to go and walk with you. Um, you can have someone just to talk because to me that's a stress level. We can relieve it through walking in terms of it. Some people work good with a buddy system when they're trying to make those dietary changes. Other people do not. And again, that's where you have to individually, how do I work? Am I good telling my friend that I want to lose weight or do I want to keep it private? Do I want to get my family involved? You really have to look at how you as an individual, how that is going to affect you because sometimes people turn into the food police and then that totally sets people up. You're not going to tell me what to do. Right. Sure. So you want to go towards that positive aspect. What's going to be positive for me? If my friend's going to help me, great. If they're going to drive me crazy, then I need to know that, that they don't need to know about that. Yeah. So it's definitely, and it's a personal thing. It's such a personal thing that we need to, we, we need to think about that. So just bottom line, what's your, just what's, what you want to leave people with? I want to leave people with that you can lose weight. It is going to take time, all right? But be kind to yourself. Be realistic. And you can set maintain. Set small goals, and then you can maintain. It might, it's going to take time sometimes if you have a large amount of weight to lose. But think positive. Go slow. Go slow and enjoy life. And, and enjoy eat things. slow. And eat slow and <laughs> savor your food. <laughs> Thanks so much. My guest has been Maureen Franklin, registered dietitian nutritionist with Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air.